We're not your girlfriend. We're not your wife. We're not going to tell you what to do. It's your life. We just fill it full of sports talk. All sports, all the time. Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. 9.58 on The Ticket, T-Box winding down. Thanks to Corby for filling in for Craig. Next week, we'll talk all things British Open. I want to thank to Jaron and Jason and Sean Bass for being part of the show. You for listening and calling in. Um, don't forget to pick up the Avid Golfer this week, the new one. Shannon Hughes, so who's been hot. a uh, big part of the ticket. Don't sexualize her, Dave. Why not? Because she's just a good girl. She doesn't need to be sexualized by you. If you go to Avid You're better than that. <laughs> online.com. What hot girl does not need to be sexualized her. by me? What, How old is she? She's too kind. How old is she? I don't know. 23, 24. Very nice. Is she married yet? Yeah. yeah she yeah, got she married, just, just went on her honeymoon. Just got back from Maui. God, I hate her. You know what? Nice. Um, well, you remember? Girl. Yeah, you remember uh, Kim Smith, the model that we had on mm-hmm. at Ticketstock. Like, Have you, has she four called years you back? Ago? No, she never did call me back. She didn't. But I was at uh, I was at Walgreens the other day um, picking up my AIDS medication, mm-hmm. and um, I was waiting for my prescription to be filled. So I was just kind of hanging out in the magazine aisle, and she was on the cover of like uh, Women's Fitness or something. Or really, I haven't seen her literally on anything since we had her up. Yeah, I mean, she hasn't been doing that much stuff, but perfect. Oh my God! I mean, you know, on covers of magazines, they airbrush the hell out sure. of them. But, yeah. I mean, she's just perfect. You think they could put you in like a flattering position on the cover of like Men's Health and just airbrush some six pack abs? <laughs> yeah. And... God, Dave looks great. Well, how tall is your husband? Because she's 5'10", and she came into our into our office with heels on. Yeah. I mean, she was Michelle Wee tall. He's 5'10", 11, 6 foot, you know, right around there. He's a handsome guy. I mean, Real nice. I mean, she was super, real nice. He's a great guy. Yeah, I mean, it's not like I can, uh, you know, really say that she deserves better. I mean, she probably deserves wealthier, but, you know, I mean, he's a he's a fine human in his own right. Yeah. You're 30 seconds late, and you will be docked. I'm not late. You're 30 seconds. It's 10 o'clock, Who, who are you? Are you shaving? I don't even recognize you. You're all you. clean shaven? Oh, yeah, you haven't seen since I took off the beard. How come? Why did I shave it? He's yeah. growing up. Just bug me. He's Re- maturing. Reinvention. See Corby's haircut? No reinvention. I'm still me, buddy. And hey, by the way, this uh, mix is sponsored by D&M Auto Lease. And go to 35 awesome. L-E-A-S-E. Look, get your car today. What's the store with uh, his hair? Corby's hair. Look I right cut there. it. He cut it himself. And it looked okay in the... You cut off something in the front, but it's the back that looks... What did you why use did you have to, to cut do it? The, why did you have to do the back? Scissors see. you cut like manila paper. Hey, turn with. around. Why did you do that? Like pinking shears? Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Stop ordering me around. (laughs) (laughs) Stop directing me. Have you gotten it fixed yet? (laughs) No. Dude, no. So yesterday, I, uh, it was like 1.15, I was getting ready to go to work, and I was, there was a- Do you have time to reinvent yourself? Piece of hair (laughs) that was bothering me, Uh which I do often. Yeah, sure. I'll I'll clip off at some trim. Well, I cut off too much, like a hunk. And then I was like, God, it looks uneven over here. He reinvented too much. (laughs) (laughs) So I go on the other side to make it even, and then it looked ridiculous. And then it was like, holy crap. I mean, I went nuts. Yeah. I, I I can't tell you how many times I've done that. Are you serious? No, no, Dave. I don't think Dave, I've ever messed with Dave, my own hair. I'm talking about cutting off like two yes, inches. Yes. All, all over. I have done that. I mean, my hair was getting really bushy. I had Long to, in the back. Then what'd you do? Did you go over to Supercuts or something and get a... Uh, what did you do? Uh, you have to go get it fixed. 
Otherwise, it's going to grow out weird, and it's going to start driving you even more crazy, and then you're going to want to cut it again. Yeah, you, you look you look retarded. <laughs> you, wait, you did it's that? It's like you got a toupee on. Who do you think did why it? Why did you do that? My dog? Well, I don't understand why you had to cut the back That's if it I'm was up in the front that you had that you did your yes. weird stuff. I had a mirror, like, you know, you, that I was looking at You need the front. to go get it fixed today. I know. And then I had a mirror, like, that I was, like, looking at the back. I'm going, oh, my God, well, it's so short all over here, and the back's all long. Dan McDowell has a mirror today. Yeah, I did, and I was like, oh, oh, and I was late for work. I'm sweating. I'm nude. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have little tufts of Corby hair all over the bathroom? No, I cleaned it up. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I went through it. looked like a dog got caught in a blender or something. Seriously, it was yeah. just disgusting. Gross. I hate my nude physique. I, I went through a real... Isn't nudity gross? It is. It's horrible. So, God, it's so against nudity God. gross, yes. I went through a real <laughs> obsessive compulsive phase where every day, you know, like, like you were talking about, there'd be a hair that would bug me. Yeah. And so I would cut it. And then, you know, the next day I would cut more hair. And so my hair would never grow. <laughs> and it would just all be all different in patches. And, yeah, I would, I would be patches, <laughs> like a hedge. And so finally, I had to. I had like real, like hair cutting scissors, mm-hmm. and I just threw them out. I, I was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. It's too tempting. I, Cold turkey. Yeah. I mean, I, my- I have to just. Not cut my hair, and if it starts bugging me, I have to make a hair appointment. The scissors yeah. I use, though, were the ones just that you have in your drawer for cutting things. Like cutting. like when you wrap What's the with the rounded edges cutting yeah. for paper. construction paper. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> They're not like kids. Well, you know, you have... Elementary school. Yeah, you have... They, they were. You have the scissors that you so actually use. So your hair use. bends inside the <laughs> yeah. scissors, and you can't even cut <laughs> them. I saw it. <laughs> oh, it was a terrible moment. I can't tell you how... I've never... I was sweating so bad because I was nervous. I was like, what am I doing? I got to keep doing it, though. And he just can't stop. It's like heroin. I swear. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know, guys mustaches and stuff all the time. They'll yeah, you know what trim I, it and they'll cut off too much and then they get a hack. That's on. okay though because you can just get rid of the mustache, which you should anyway. Yeah. Sideburns. I've done that before. I've had to start over. I did I too. Can't get them even, and then yeah. pretty much you have it up to the crown of your head. <laughs> Bottom line is, you shouldn't mess with your hair no. yourself. No. And it, the worst is eyebrows because I've got bushy eyebrows and I've had many an eyebrow mishap where you know you. Why don't you just go get them professionally done, zipped? Yeah, that's a little too metrosexual. A little wax action? But, you know, if, if you would do one side... Metro. Yeah, I was going to say, is it metro? Metro, sorry. <laughs> metro. <laughs> <laughs> but I would do one side, and, and then, like you said, it's uneven, so you do the other side, and then that's uneven yeah. from the other side, and so you got to go back and... Boy, yeah. don't mess... That's... See, <laughs> I wouldn't... You look like a oh, my super... Fr- what? <laughs> you look like a super freak when you have messed up when eyebrows. When you get haircuts as a kid. I don't think girls notice, Dave. Yeah, eyebrow- girls don't look twice at you to begin with. No, well, but makes you, don't you, think the, that you don't want the unibrow, though. No, but I'm saying... Do if, you have a if, unibrow? I used to, like when I was in a like teenager, but, you know. How Which you means, yes, you have a natural... I think he's asking have you a, have a natural unibrow. I have a natural unibrow. I don't know if it would be like Liam Gallagher, like grown all the way across. Yeah. But, you know, back in high school, I started tweezing it. Now I hardly ever have to... The worst one is the REM, is it Bill Barry? No, had, it's the drummer that quit. He had one all the way across. Yeah. Yeah, he had like That's a, Bill Barry. He had like yeah, a caterpillar. Bill what am I talking about? Well, Dan's going to be at Sports Clips today. Yeah, and Knox, so, so yesterday... Why don't you go there? Yesterday at our remote, um, Claudia was out there, the ticket chick, and she was like, I will cut your hair. <laughs> your hair is crazy. Well, you let her, <laughs> wouldn't you? And, well, she said she's going to be the ticket chick out at... at um, where Sports is he? Clips. Football Sports all the clips? way. Yeah. 
and she's like, she's like, if you show up there, I will cut it. I have training. She said she'd train for three months as a haircutter person in the Romanian army. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of they cutting, train you. Speaking we'll of cut cutting your, your own hair, kill you. but I figure maybe she'll brush up. My mom used to pick the persons that would cut our hair by how their hair looked. That's but a mistake. barber cuts their own hair. That's true. On the take. I, hey, I finally got a haircut. You know, before I left, my hair was bushiest. My biggest problem with my hair is that I have so much of it, and it just gets so bushy, and they'll just thin it out, and it will. It'll look like a sheepdog was just shorn. <laughs> yeah. And then I look at my hair, and I haven't lost any length, but there's all this hair on the floor. Right. That's brilliant when they can do that, though. Yeah, they use those the, weird like razors. Razor it looks yeah. like mm -hmm. they're cutting length, uh -huh. but, but they have these little I don't understand striations that. in between yeah. in, in them, so they only cut like every fourth hair or something. Yeah. Hey, what's the difference between a barber and a stylist? Can about a barber stylist bucks. is a girl? It's about forty bucks. All right, but can a barber be a stylist? No. Or is there special? What do you no. mean? No, he's too old. Is no. there special training? He's not hot enough. Like a guy with a like a military haircut. Why can't he be a stylist? Why can't he charge gay. forty bucks? Because he didn't market himself what? that way. He's not gay. It's all about marketing. They have some really good ones down in Grapevine. The old time barbers. Man, I I've, I now start. I'm now starting to see the value in decent haircuts and the ones Thank that you. give you a little scalp massage yep. ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And she got big old rack juggies that brush up against you. Yeah, they, they don't brush. They, they feed you wine. They push. Yeah. You want to get drunk? out of their bosoms? Hey, you want to get drunk and cut your hair? <laughs> you know, there's nothing yes, better. I do. There's nothing better than get your hair shampooed. No, so like the best. 10 you know what I like? You know, a, good, a good shampoo will definitely make it move. Make what move? Your hair. It'll make yeah. get all the product out and stuff. Good Boom. save. Now that's a good luxury. I like that. I'll take that. Well, what do you guys pay for a haircut? I don't want to talk about anything anymore. Too you know, much. I I I will. Uh, I admit, paid thirty five dollars because we all have short hair. So I mean, it doesn't take much. I, I will admit. I will admit that once I did go crazy, and I paid seventy-five bucks for a haircut. What? I've paid that much for only, one before. Only once. I felt so. Where? What'd you get for it? Who? Uh, the Matthew Tully place on. Uh, I went to a Tony and Guy once on McKinney, and it was one of those. You know, because I always wait till right before I go on a trip before I ever get my haircut. So I get my haircut twice a year. Mm-hmm. And it'll always be in a panic right before my trip. All right, a flight's at four. But man, I need a haircut. So I walked into a Tony and Guy. Yeah, do you, do you have anyone to cut my hair? Oh, my good God, do you have anyone? Well, yeah, we have one of our... Uh, Senior stylists? Yeah, one of our stylists that is so high-ranking, they're clear. They have no <laughs> yeah. No one ever wants to pay that price. Yeah, they're, they're level A1 black belt, you know, hair cutters. And uh, it was like 75 bucks. Ugh. No. And I had no choice. I just said, yeah, do it! Oh, my God, well, do they, it! They, they, I'm going to die in the plane anyway! They put you in a position where you... It's like, um, then you how tip do you say them, right? no? Well, because you, if you walk out, then you're a cheap little, you know. I know. Well, I, when I, whenever, like, I call a new place that I haven't been before, I always ask, you know. Do you have an adopted special? What yeah. are your pricing options? Yeah, exactly. I'll, add, I'll, ask, I'll ask who's available, and then, I'll, and then I'll ask, you know, one, which one is hottest, and then which one is the least expensive, and then, you know, whichever one matches up. Yeah. So I pay twelve ninety five and then over tip. See, I, smart. I, I usually pay... I, Why don't you just take yours off and do it while it's on the styrofoam head? <laughs> styrofoam? I, I like to pay like 40 bucks. I think, 40? That's, a, I think that's a decent price. Well, that's a lot. They only use clippers on How me anyway. How often do you get your hair cut? Once style. a month? No, I get it cut like every six weeks, every two months. 
So I go every two weeks. So that's how I justify my fifty dollars yeah, haircut. Two, two and a half weeks. Yeah, it's only serious? twice a year. Yeah, yeah, every two weeks for twelve ninety five. That's I. That's pretty reasonable. Yeah. How can you get well, your cut, Corbin? But you don't have What's any. Are you still going to the same person I go to? Dee Dee. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I alternate between Dee Dee and then Leslie, who's not even there anymore. Yeah. So how do you alternate? <laughs> Just depends on who's available. Yeah. If Dee Dee's all logged up, tag team. <laughs> all logged up. Yeah. I mean, constipated. She, yeah. She's doubled over in the stall. <laughs> then I'll go to the other Avalon. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, and get it cut by this girl named Jen. Jen. Hmm. Um, and then if Dee Dee's available, then I'll go with her. Hmm. Look at her. Yeah. Good time. That's where they give you the scalp massage and cucumber slap treatment. you across the face. Yeah, right. and stick a cucumber. Yeah, I've heard people say when they when they move, on your it's much more no. stressful finding a new person to cut your hair than finding a new doctor. I'm such a, a hair... I combine the two. I'm such a <laughs> hairstylist whore. I've, I've probably been to like 50 different stylists in my life. And it all looks it always weird. looks the same. Hey, you know, I, I am actually on a winning streak lately. I, I've, I've definitely... In your eyes. Too? In my eyes. <laughs> in my eyes. But... What, you haven't cried yourself to sleep in the past three nights? Exactly. That's a winning streak. Taking your hair with you, trying to patch it up somewhere. But, you know, I I always have, like, the... Dave looks like the Team America puppet after... <laughs> after the, being vormalcized. <laughs> but I have, like, the, the honeymoon with the stylist where I go and I try a new place. And, you know, the first time they do a great yeah, job. They I'm like, oh, man, I've... I've you this found is, it. This is it. I'm never going to go to anybody else. And then the next time I go up, go back and they screw it up or they do something that I don't like, and then I start thinking, man, I'm going to have to do this again. again. I, See, I like them. I like getting haircuts, period. I, if I'm in a bad mood, I'll go get a haircut. Boy, I hate getting haircuts. It's so much pressure, and I'm really? always worried it's not going to come out right. That's why I always put it off until I have to do it. That's why I only get two a year because it, it's Seriously? too much pressure. You yes. know what? I don't know, how I, I don't know how I did it. I don't know how I had the patience to grow my hair out. Especially in the summer. Like, the times that I did it, like, grow it long. I don't know what... Into the Norman Bates uh, you, mother. You, you, yes. wore, you wore a hat all the time, is what you did. Is it, did I? Yeah. You had hair. Do you remember? Hair. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, until it got long enough to go on a ponytail, you were always wearing a hat. God. That's the only way you can do it. That's why <laughs> dudes in college always grow their hair out. They just wear a hat to yeah. class every day. They don't ever mess with their hair. And then all of a sudden, it's long. Hair. I don't know about how he does it out here in this heat. Dave, did you ever have really long hair? You only had the helmet. I remember the helmet, but did Never. you ever get to... You no. Prince Valiant. Yeah, I had, I had like the, you know, chin length. The or, Willy Wonka? Yeah, I had the Willy yeah. Wonka, the page <laughs> boy. <laughs> Uh, but I never had the patience to let it, you know, get any longer. It never went, went down to my shoulders or anything like that. So 75 bucks is most any of you spent? Is that yeah. going yeah, right? I, think it, was, I think it was 85 with tip. And then they convinced me to buy product on top of that, and that ran it up to about 150 I mean, you guys spend, like, over 150 to Highland Park or anything like that? Yeah, well, I'm sure such you a know, Now, what do women spend? The, well, oh, that, that's, that's where the racket is. Well, yeah, because you gotta get you got to get your hair streaked. you got to get it dyed, you know. But, yeah, usually, like, the standard price for a, you know, for women to get their hair cut in color is probably like, 120. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's yeah. kind of like the average, and then it probably just goes plus up from tip. There. Plus I, tip. you know, I saw this thing on I don't know what it was like Bravo or something, and they were talking about in New York City, how the price you pay for a haircut, you know, in certain circles is like a badge of honor, you know, just 
it's kind of a status symbol and there are some salons that have kind of a pricing war. They're seeing like who can charge more. The most? Like Jose Bear with those clowns? Well, well, no, like more trendy than even he is. Really? And there was one place that, you know, they were trying to justify like, I don't know, like three grand for no way. a haircut for women. And, you know, this, they were talking to the stylist and he was like, well, you know, you think about it. Uh, hair is the first impression when you meet someone. And, you know, if you're going to go to a cocktail party and spend $3,000 on a gown, then why wouldn't you spend $3,000 on your hair? Because you're wearing it for months. Well, there's hate, stars that, people. Well, there's stars that'll fly out to New York or whatever. <laughs> Like Goldie <laughs> Hawn type them, thing, and they'll they'll spend a grand each. Yeah, it's ten twenty-five. Uh-oh. It's just sports radio. Oh, Thirteen ten the ticket. Oh, okay. Well, All right. Go. Well, next. coming back, Rick will talk. Still got 304 and 62 seconds over here. The most insane time of all time. The rant is back. I believe this is the first time we've broadcast this program in three weeks. In at at full blown rant. More than that. Isn't it? Probably. Early June, maybe. As the rant continues its final year here on Sports Radio 1310 the ticket. I'm auditioning co-hosts, by the way. For the rant mock two. Oh, you're gonna try to continue it? No, It'll, uh, I'll what? do something. I'll do something. I'm confused. I don't know. I'll be your co-host. Okay. No, wait, I'll, I'm quitting. Hey, I'll be with you guys too. <laughs> oh, sweet. <laughs> I want to be on the second incarnation of the rant. <laughs> All right, I guess auditions are closed. All right. I can't Hopefully, wait for Corby the... and I have a leg up. You'll give us more consideration yeah. than will some of the other candidates. You made the final cut. Two one four seven eight seven thirteen ten is a telephone number. Now, Corby, you have not gone on vacation yet, or have you? No, next week, or at the end of next week. I How long say. are you going to be gone for? Um, <clears throat> I'll be gone two week. Yeah. Cool. Or like a week and four days. Uh huh. Where are you going? Uh, Dallas. Got a got a good deal. You caught a good deal. You're going to fly, fly from DFW to love? Uh-huh. <laughs> you need me to pick you up at the airport when you come back? Will you? I need you to take me. Oh. Yeah, wouldn't that suck if you were flying from DFW to love and you had a layover in Atlanta? Had to take AirTran. Yeah. This is the first time <laughs> in years that I'm not going anywhere on vacation. 
We're just not. Well, so. I, as much as I hate people that want to give you advice by extrapolating from their own experience, mm -hmm. because usually everybody's life is different and their advice doesn't apply, I regretted it the past two times I did it. Did what? Staying around during yeah. the vacation? I think I've done it either two or three times. The first time was all right, and it seemed like I got some stuff done. And the last two times it I stayed home, I just hated myself for it, and it was a waste. Yeah. I have a feeling that's what it's going to be like. And we get so little time here in America to actually travel. We, you know, we don't have like two months off or something like some countries do. Yeah. We get basically two or three weeks off a year. Isn't that amazing? And so you need to take advantage of it while you got it. I know. Look, I know, I know, I know. But I have to, I'm actually working. I'm not going to have the full time off because I'm taking, because they don't give us paternity leave, you know? What? Have you made some announcement? Yeah. I made the announcement yesterday. Oh, I you did? Know this. I didn't hear about this. What's the announcement? I'm having a child. You are? Yes. A butt baby. A what? I'm sorry? <laughs> yeah, so... Um, Boy or girl? Well, we're not finding out. You know that. Ever? You're not finding out who... Never. We're going to blindfold ourselves for 18 years. It's radical, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's in a new parenting book that just came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so you're gonna raise it like Jamie Lee Curtis, just let it decide yeah, let it on its own. <laughs> so is it weird knowing that you're gonna be the parent of a hermaphrodite? <clears throat> it's a little strange, I'm not gonna lie to you. No, so So is this why you, give us is they, this why you haven't been making Down syndrome jokes lately? Because you, <laughs> you used to you used to always make Down syndrome jokes. You are horrible. Look what Am you, I not oh, right? God, he Dave? was he was the king of mongoloid humor. You were the worst at it, and I always told you, Corby, you man, guys don't be doing that. You are going straight to hell. Don't be doing that. And you were like, oh, mongoloidism can never touch me. <laughs> oh, God. Taking another swig of beer. Yeah. And then now, you know, Corby's been Loading seriously the bong. silent. What? Are you kidding me? I noticed he My hadn't, family? I noticed never. He hasn't been updating mongoloidhumor.com lately. <laughs> <laughs> .org. <laughs> Anyway, so they won't give you le they won't give you any vacation time when you have a kid. Yeah, they will. They will? Yeah. Just That's not what I hear. Hold a gun to their head, they'll give you anything you want. I mean, good lord, I can't get one they're like, "Well, you need to take vacation then." So I got to save up a couple of days from my normal vacation. Is that, that what uh, Bob and Dan have had to do? Yeah. How chicken That's ass sorry. is that? That's sorry. It is. So, but luckily my work schedule will allow me to um, be home in the mornings when... Yeah, you work like three hours a day, so... Four, jerk. This so. is going to be weird. You think Mike and Greg can do the show by themselves? It will be odd, won't it? Yeah. <laughs> When's the last time they had to do a show? I think they'll handle it okay. <laughs> yeah, so I'm sticking around... All right. It's... 5.15 on Sports Radio 13, 10 the ticket. Here's Danny and Corby. All right, you've been listening to Danny and Corby. It is 5.35 on the ticket. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. I I'm telling you, I haven't stayed at home when I've had time off in so long that I don't even know what I, what I'm, Give yourself a what I do. What do you do? There's nothing to do here. Work on the house. No. I don't want to do that. It's vacation. I want to lie around, 
go to Lake Louisville. Rent some jet skis. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. How was... Did you talk about your trip yet? Mm, not really. A little bit. Was it great? Yeah. How did it compare? How did Greece compare to other countries? Want um, more sex? What? I'm sorry? I'm sorry? It compared well. You know, we, we I said a silent prayer because I thought you were going to Turkey that you ended up in a Midnight Express moment. Now, why would you do that? Because I think it'd be funny. <laughs> oh, so now I think, you're off a of mongoloid humor and on to Gordo death humor. I, not death. You would eventually escape if the story played out true to form. Dave and I talked about that uh, when you were gone, actually. We did a whole segment describing the movie Midnight Express and how uh -huh. it could relate to you. How you smuggled your hash back and ended up in a gay Turkish prison and <laughs> had, to, had to walk the wheel in I form. But you didn't go to Turkey, so no, you, you ruined I didn't. my plans. I got to reading about Turkey and it was so cool that I said, you know what, I'm coming back and doing two weeks in Turkey. And maybe dip over into Syria. You couldn't get your hash plans straight, basically? Your contact dried up. Yeah. You just backed so out. stranded in Greece. <laughs> right. You mean you can't get me any hash? <laughs> Zero. You know, I've heard that... Uh, I'll stay in Greece. <laughs> I've heard that the uh, only way to separate the men from the boys in Greece is with a crowbar. That's a dumb joke. Is that what? on your GreekHumor.com? Yeah. Was you, it you can link to it from MongoloidHumor.org. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird connection. <laughs> Were you... Uh, was it beautiful? Was it... Gorgeous. Prettier yeah. than any other country you've been to? Has, I hear know, it is. It had some of the prettiest light I've ever seen. Light, especially when the sun's going down, just so golden and just gorgeous. You spent a lot of time on the beach? Uh, yeah. Speed up? No, I didn't spend a lot of time on the beach, but I was always beside the water. I was always staying in nudity? waterside towns. I uh, saw some nudity at uh, the place I was staying in in Santorini. There was some brown-breasted girl tanning out there. That's wonderful. I love that. Yeah. So it was nice. It was a lot of fun. Did you drink? A lot of... Had some uh, some of that ouzo, which... Um, that's a big deal. What is that? Just a licorice-flavored Yeah. But it's big over there, isn't licorice it? Yeah, it's is big gross. over there. How's the food? Really good. Had some great food. Like, what's the... Uh, what's staple over there? Uh, Suvaki. Musaki. Yeah. Um... I mean, to the Greek. Wait a second. You know, it's all Japanese food, isn't it? You know the Greek, yeah, the Greek restaurants over here. Uh -huh. I mean, is it any anything like that? I've never eaten at a Greek restaurant. Costas over, over here, except John's Cafe. If you count that as Greek. <laughs> no, food. I don't. You've had Fifty-three. Euro omelet. <laughs> Why does he yell so much at that cafe? John scares the hell out of people when he calls their n number. Why do you drive all the way from Arlington to go eat at John's on Greenville? Oh, because it's close to the ticket. Not he, really. He hates you too. The band? Really? No, he hates. He didn't Gordon. watch Live Eight. He hates Gordon. He does. Because Gordon always comes in after breakfast hours are over and, and asks yeah. to take an omelet. Do you he know does. who I am? He does. Do you hate know me for who that. I am? He has no idea. I would idea. take your business down. He has no idea who I am either. And like I, uh, because I'm friends with a guy who is friends with him who's mm -hmm. been going to John's for like three years. And so he sees my friend, Steve, and he's always, Hey, Steve, how are you? Hey! And then he looks over at me and just kind of gives me the evil eye. And so he hates me for some reason. 
because you make him reopen his grill right. for breakfast. His omelet fixer. The grill's right there. Here's but it's all ready for burgers and there's stuff. There's no difference. It's all cleaned up. All the egg gunk is out. Uh, anyway, so what were we talking about? Oh, Greece. Yeah, it's really incredible. And yeah, you, you want to you you tease your, your first gay experience? Talk about that next. I didn't have a gay experience there. Mile High Club? My first gay experience was not in Greece, sir. Hot women? <laughs> Don't you insult me. I uh, know, buddy. Really? Yeah. Kind of mustachy women? No, they were just a uh, lot of butterfaces. A lot of butterfaces. Interesting. I thought uh -huh. maybe that Greece would have a lot of good-looking women. No, you would... Th I mean, you would think, you know, you're thinking everybody's going to be an Aphrodite, but no. They all have saddle skin? What's saddle skin? Like sun skin? No, nah, it wasn't too bad. I mean, they were all brown, you know, a lot of brown, brown-bellied girls, but not, not that uh, great. They, they kind of look Mexican, is what you're saying. Four on Sports Radio 1310 10 the 40, ticket. 10 or if you add the seconds in, it's 305. <laughs> it's 304 and 62 seconds. Uh, you're listening to The Rant. Corby Davidson, Dave Lane, Gordon Keith. Uh, kind of our, you know, we've basically doing the Ron Chapman thing. We've announced we're retiring at the end of the year. And uh, here pretty soon we'll start working in Jody Dean, who's going to take over this program. So he'll be doing the show with us for the last quarter of the year. That'll be weird. Yeah. But it's kind of a nice gradual handoff. We have uh, telephone number 214-787-1310 is the number. And Corby has a vacation coming up. I just, you know, kind of talked about my vacation a little bit. Dave, do you ever take vacation? Um, Are you just a workaholic? I'm definitely not a workaholic, but no, I haven't taken a vacation. I guess, you know, the Coachella trip was kind of a vacation. You count running out of gas in the middle of the desert as uh, a vacation? Yeah. Um, I don't think I have anything planned until ACL in September, but I do want to go to Europe. What's ACL? Austin oh. City Limits. Oh. But I do want to go to Europe uh, this fall if I can save up enough money. You better get cracking. I know. I know. Because, you know, uh, next summer is uh, the World Cup right. in Germany. And I definitely want to go to that, but I don't want that to be my first trip to Europe, so I want to try and... Too much soccer involved? Yeah. You want to be able to explore a little bit? Yeah, I want to knock out, you know, my maiden voyage before that, so. By the way, I will be here next week, though. I'll be working during the vacation. Hey, you know, <laughs> that's what I did. I had a week's vacation in March, mm -hmm. and I had nothing planned. And I said, you know, I'm not doing one of those stay-at-home vacations anymore, so I just came into work every day. <laughs> you did not. I sure did. You came in here mm -hmm. and worked? And worked on the air, or just did stuff? No, on? worked on the air. But but it was counting as vacation time. No, they were kind enough to say, "Well, we can't really charge you for vacation time." Okay, is that why you had a couple extra days? Yeah, that's this why, time. Yeah, that's why I, you know, I had like an extra weeks of vacation. <laughs> extra week of vacation. Maybe I'll just work the whole week. If you're gonna stay in town, I mean, I'm like. <sighs> If I'm in town, I, I like doing the morning show. You know, it's just kind of part of my routine. Yeah. It doesn't 
It's not, not like, like your it, day is yeah, zapped. Yeah, it's like it takes it all out of me, and I'm like <laughs> stumbling around after 15 rounds or something at the end. So why not just work? My schedule will be 4 to 7, because Bob and Dan are doing noon to 4, and then Ben and Skin are filling in basically for us doing 4 to 7. Work. I would absolutely work in that situation. I might. Because the biggest drain of your job, as you've always said, is just dealing with the personalities of Mike and Greg. Guy, you bitch about that nonstop. Yeah, that's all I do. So, if they're not there, then go ahead and preserve your vacation days. <laughs> all right, maybe I will. Anyway, well, we need to start. We ought to have a fundraiser for Dave's European trip. <laughs> like a rant fundraiser where P1s can contribute. No, nah, I don't need any help. I'm oh, rich. Oh, listen to that. Whoa. Well, then I need your help, P1s. I want a Christmas trip somewhere. Did you guys ever, when you were in London, Dave, the last time? I've never been. Mm, wrong guy to ask. Um, what a jerk. Corey's such a jerk. Did you take the tube? In London? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Is this no, a I'm segue into London bombing talk? This is a segue into Alabama talk. Mm. Or... Are you setting up something? No one gets that. It was <laughs> off the air that joke was made. Are you sure you're not setting up some mongoloid punchline? He doesn't joke about that anymore now that his wife is going to have a baby. <clears throat> All of a sudden, Corby just doesn't think that stuff's very funny anymore. Which we don't even know if it's mine yet. We haven't done the testing on that. If it's a mongoloid, it's definitely yours, though. Because the only time I've really had sex with her is... <clears throat> before so you got married? Sounding. Is one time... The mailman was walking across the street. And he turned you on so much? Uh-huh. That I just kind of eased him down. and What? And then my wife was actually out of town at the time, but she called like two weeks later and said she was pregnant. So it worked. Mm. The mailman mace you during it? <laughs> yeah. your dog? <laughs> you ever maced a girl during lovemaking? <laughs> this will turn you on. I did that once <laughs> as a practical joke to her, you know? Right. right. She didn't... Usually it's the other way around, right? <laughs> I mean, I was spraying it point blank in her eyes. I had on a little WD-40 straw on it, too, so it was really directed. Just putting it right in the corner. <laughs> it's real funny, isn't it? Real funny to you guys. Until she stops breathing. Mm-hmm. And it's hilarious. Did you guys watch the BTK thing when it was... When he was having to describe all the deaths when it was on CNN. They aired that on CNN? Oh, yeah. Search uh, BTK. Who's BTK? He's the sandwich killer. That's BLT. Oh. Bound, tied, bound, tortured, killed. The guy from, Can from uh, Wichita, Kansas, who killed what? all those people in the 70s. I don't Dude, even... Dude, are you out Do you ever read the paper, Dave? No. What? Who are paper? <laughs> Where is London? Who are his make? All right, so this, this guy back in the 70s, I cannot believe you haven't heard this. No. Do you ever, seriously, you don't read the paper? Never. You don't oh, read the no. newspaper? Or what, uh, do you, what do you do? Email. <laughs> God. So this guy in the 70s, uh, he named himself BTK Killer. Sent some, you know, taunting letters to the cops. Uh -huh. They never were able to find him. He was, I mean, really is horrible that, crimes. Especially but is that, the one 
where he has where the kids witness their mom's death, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. But can you? I mean, is that really allowed? Can you really give yourself a serial killer nickname? Well, it worked. Don't the well, have yeah, to that give was that, to you or that the was media? the one thing that seemed really improper about it to me, Dave. <laughs> was the nickname? Well, I mean, usually, yeah, the, it seemed like he did break a rule there. The media or the authorities usually coin that. You know, you, you it's like self-promoting if you're going to give yourself your own serial killer nickname. Yeah, that's why he wasn't a lovable serial killer. He was too self-promoting. So in the seventies, he was he, trying too hard to be son of. He Sam. killed ten-ish people. I don't know how many exactly, but. Um, it's horrible. They had no leads, no clues, nothing. And he would the only clues they had were his little letters that he would send or voicemails or whatever. And they still they, they just had no clue where the guy was. Well, it stopped in like the mid or early eighties. Then he killed another woman in, in the early nineties. So come back. Yes. And still serial killers don't know when to give it up. They really don't. It's like Michael Jordan. So uh they had to pull his BTK jersey out of the rafters. I never retired a BTK jersey. So a couple of years ago, he sends the cops a picture of the girl's, like a photocopy of the girl's license and maybe a picture of her body or something like that. The one he killed in 91. On a disc. On a disc. And the disc had some sort of encryption on it where they could trace it back to where it was originally used. Huh. They traced it back to this this Lutheran church in Wichita, and it was his computer. So they caught him. He was like active in his church. He was like a deacon he was a, or something. Yeah, he was like a church leader. Huh. Had kids, wife, whole thing. You know, just a, he looked like the most harmless human being in the world. Like I, so basically, on uh, a couple weeks ago, they his trial was going to start, and. That morning, he goes into his, his attorney and he goes, look. Oh, I did hear you guys playing this audio on the hard line. Yeah, this was yeah, it. okay, okay. He walks into the, his attorney. I thought this was a bit. But this is real audio? <laughs> well, yeah, what a funny bit this is. <clears throat> and he you goes... Know you, when you were in your mongoloid humor phase, you thought this was funny. Stop it. And he goes, look, I'm, I'm guilty. And there's, I did it. There's nothing you can do to save me. You know, they, they were going to use the insane defense, but doctors came in and they're like, he's not insane. Nothing wrong with this guy. He's just a cold-blooded killer. And he was like, that. There's, I don't even want to go through this. But the, the victims, families, wanted the trial to happen because they wanted him to explain why he did it. So, basically, he pleads guilty. And the judge goes, okay, fine. But I want you to go through this case by case, victim by victim, and tell exactly your thought process and exactly what went on. And we'll hear that next. Yes. Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. When exactly did we go from growing pot to growing pot bellies? When did that happen? <laughs> All right. Happy Saturday morning. Yes, happy Saturday morning to you. You've got the rant here. Gordon Keith, Dave Lane, Corby Davidson. Corby, we were having fun talking about fun things, and then Corby brought up the BTK camera. I don't know how we segued from London. And this audio is like a month old. Yeah, but it's fascinating if you haven't heard it. 
All right, so Corby just told the story of the BTK killer, how he was uh, dormant for years and years and then finally sent a clue back to police on a computer disk. They traced it to his computer at a Lutheran church where he so was he active was... in the congregation, and then they caught him. And then he goes on trial, and he confesses on the eve of the trial and leads them case by case through all these killings. Yeah, so, and so basically he would show up like outside their front door or outside their window wearing like this fiberglass Burger King head. No, he wasn't... No, B it had nothing to do with BK King. By the way, while he's doing all this, confessing to all these crimes, and, and in such an orderly fashion, it's haunting to hear him do this. And the audio is kind of tricked up because it's taken from uh, a bad feed from Fox News. But... Um, the families were all sitting there in the courtroom listening listen to it. Listen to this. Um, play. Uh, By the way, just to, I, I always think that the what you mainly hope for in life is just the avoidance of massive tragedy. You know, could you imagine your wife, your girlfriend or your mom being a murder victim? Yeah. Yeah. That's all in, in such a horrible fashion like this and how. You decide to continue on and how you put together any sort of a happy life for yourself after that. <laughs> uh, Corby, that... How long are the cuts in there, Jason? Did he stab all of them? All right, this, I think this two-minute cut um, is his first family. Um, and he went in and strangled these people. That was his deal. He strangled them. And I had the gun here, and I just kind of forced myself in. I just walked in, just opened the door, walked in, and then pulled a pistol. What gun? What pistol? Uh, 357 Magnum. So you only had one gun? <laughs> yes, sir. Uh -huh. What happened then? Uh, I told uh, Mrs. Uh, Espyan that uh, I had a problem with uh, sexual fantasies, that I was going to tie her up, and that... Uh, I might have to tie the kids up, and she would cooperate with us, cooperate with me at that time. Uh, we went back. Uh, she was extremely nervous. I think she even smoked a cigarette. And we went back to uh, one of the back, back areas of the porch, explained to her that I had done this before. And uh, yeah, I think she, at that point in time, I think she was sick because she had her night robe on. And I think I remember right, she, was, she had been sick. And I, I think she came out of the bedroom when I went in the house. So anyway, we went back to the, her bedroom, and I proceeded to tie the kids up, and they started crying and got real upset. So I said, oh, this is not going to work. So we moved them to the bathroom. She helped me, and then I tied the door shut, put some toys and uh, blankets and odds and ends in there for the kids, make them as comfortable as we could. Tied the, uh, we uh, tied one of the bathroom doors shut so they couldn't open it, and we shoved. she went back and helped me shove the bed up against the other bathroom door. And then I proceeded to uh, tie her up. Uh, she got sick, threw up. Do we have to listen to this? Got her a glass of water, comforted her a little bit, and then went ahead and tied her up, and then uh, put a bag, a bag over her head and strangled her. Why are we, why are we hearing this? And what does this have to do with? Yeah, the why London don't we tubes? have a, a nice fun show, Corby? I'm not. I you guys wanted to hear it. I you teased no, the audio. I didn't, ask, I didn't ask for it. You teased the no, audio. you were setting up the audio, and it was time for a break. Gosh almighty, Corby. What? It's news. It's 
month old news. It's not it's month, month old, old news. It's not month old. It was two weeks ago. And why we have to cover it on this particular show. I don't want to hear about some mother. So we don't ever talk about serial killing? No, we do. But I don't want to hear some mother, mother's death in front of her kids. Yeah, I know. It's terrible. And the worst part is you just sitting there like, uh, you know... Anybody's dad just going over it like, uh, yeah, and then uh, yeah, I just I uh, got her a glass of water to comfort her, and then I I put a bag over her head and I no, strangled a bl- her. A blag. Yeah, a blag. That's just it's the worst thing ever. It is. It's terrible. And you you're about to have a kid, Corby. You just wait. You're gonna have uh, you know you're a public figure. You're a target for people. Some guy know. gets ticked at you, and <clears throat> you know who knows what happens. Well, way to bring that up. <laughs> well, I'm saying that, you should, started that it. should make you a little sensitive to these sorts of things. I'm not. What do you think? I'm over here giving you high fives, listening to this. I'm saying it's horrible, but it was haunting watching this because I couldn't turn it off. Grego called me. He's like, man, you got to watch this. It's just, it's awful. And it was, it was like a like a NASCAR wreck or something. You just had your eyes glued because the guy so was so. So you're saying this is like NASCAR. Because the guy was so. <laughs> you, killing you watch like this. NASCAR. You watch this as a sporting event. <laughs> the guy was so calm. Why don't you just refer everyone that is interested in this story to your, your website? Yeah, Cere- BTK Rocks. <laughs> SerialKillerHumor.biz. .biz. Yeah, I just, it was really dot weird. .it is an Italian site he's running. <laughs> .co.it. <laughs> All right, uh, so there's, uh, there's fun with the BTK. Why do you, I'm so depressed now. Well, don't be. You want to hear a funny London story? Oh, no, well, If you're Dave. going to get into terrorism, I don't want to well, talk it, to you either. It's not about the terrorism. Everything's about the terrorism. It's, 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 it's not, and they win. It's a satellite story. There's so this, it's a space story? There's, I no. like space. Okay, there's this... Uh, space is fun. <laughs> there's this R&B singer, and it's related to our previous story because he was in... Teddy. He used to be in the band B2K. Not BTK, but B2K. What a tenuous connection this is. But this guy's name is Amarion. He's a... Stoudemire? Uh, no. He's a, some teenage heartthrob, I guess. I don't know. But he was in London for the, the Live 8 show. Mm-hmm. And he was still there, I guess, when uh, the bombings occurred this week. And so his uh, publicist released this statement. says... Amarion was in London during the tragic bombings that struck this morning. Um, he would like his fans to pray that he has a safe trip and a safe Gosh. return home. He appreciates your support. And then uh, when asked why anyone should pray for him, the publicist says he wasn't hurt or anything, but just the fact that he was there and all that. And all that. He made no mention in the statement of the fatalities or the casualties. Oh, Just about pray for him that he gets home okay. Jeez, That's... all those Brits with their teeth blown all over the place, and he's his publicist worrying about his safe return. Let's, let's, let's hope he gets upgraded to first class and yeah. has some Perrier and, and gets his feet massaged. Hopefully they have a Merlot because Amarion hates cabs. Yeah, and he would hate to dishonor the dead corpses with cabs. <laughs> Jeez. It's like um, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, the episode where the 9-11 episode. Right. Where he walks into his rabbi's office and uh, he sees a picture of his nephew or something. And he goes, oh, who's that? He's like, it's my nephew. We um, we lost him on 9-11. Oh, 
You know, he like backs up. Right, right. Like, I, I don't know what to say. But didn't he like have a heart attack cross town or something? He wasn't yeah, even Yeah, he down got hit and... by a bus. Oh, that's right. Like on the Upper West Side or something. Just happened to be on 9 Yeah, and he's like, Larry's like looking at him going, well, that doesn't count. <laughs> you can't claim that. Just so tense, man. There's Corby doing 9-11 humor. All right. That was on a show. Yeah, this one. <laughs> yeah, mine. 911humor.xxx. Is that your new website, Corby? He just registered it just now. <laughs> we can't get him off internet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's 11.06 on Sports Radio 13. Funny, the ticket. funny dead stories. Oh. That implies Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. What is this? This is a multicultural show, Corby, and I'm trying to expose people to new... Sure, Shani, in here. New music. Uh-oh. Look at Corby, his... His tribal instincts <laughs> are coming out. Oh no, he's turning Tonkin! <laughs> All right, tonganhumor.net. Okay, uh, it's 11:13 on Sports Radio 13:10. The ticket. Would you like to take phone calls for the first time today, or should we go to Davy's stories from his stuff? What? Hmm. Uh, I'm. If you take phone calls, you have to wait I wanna, about... I want to talk about some of Corby's travel stories. There, there's no. the... Do you know where you are? Yeah, do you know where you are? That's a travel story. Because you went someplace that you didn't plan on going. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a side trip. What about the wedding story? That was an out-of-town wedding. It was local. That didn't happen in Europe? <laughs> no. I'd love to get into those with you off the air, <laughs> Gordon. <laughs> Oh, there's one reference I want to make so badly. Stinky? But you no. Can't. No, the one he was just telling us about. Oh. Just don't. It's just, keep it to yourself. It's just so just full throttle. It's just, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you know my favorite? Can we at least say that it no, involves an no. abortion? No, no. God! <laughs> You know, my favorite Duran Duran song of all time is Save a Prayer for the Morning After. Oh, my goodness. He's saying stuff. I know he is. It's on He's the Greatest Hits CD. You're right, it is. It's called Save a Prayer. Oh, I, I thought, like, the morning no. after was in parentheses. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dave. Hit us, hit us out of the park. <laughs> Why would you go all the way to Europe to get an abortion? Would you stop it? <laughs> God. You know they're legal in this country. And then, to, and then go clubbing. <laughs> go. You feel all right, baby? Huh? <laughs> you, you, can, you can still dance. <laughs> Aren't you supposed to have bed rest after that? Corey wouldn't let her. Come on, God. <laughs> go, Dave. Or I whip all your asses. <laughs> <laughs> 
is so immoral. Abortionhumor.gov. Yeah. Is that your new website? Well, I got a lot of them today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, no, it's morningafterhumor.edu. Oh. <laughs> .uta.edu. Oh, where you can get information on the morning after <laughs> pill and some good jokes to go along with it. <laughs> okay. Oh, good times. <laughs> of all the romantic things to do in Europe. Hmm. <laughs> forcing a girl to have one of those. All right. I did force anyone to do anything. Yeah, you... You strongly persuaded. Yeah. <laughs> go. Come on. We just go get one of those, and then I know this cool club we can go to. <laughs> you like dancing, don't you? I do. Take one of those. Take a tab. <laughs> Here, I got two pills for you. <laughs> Take the second one. You'll forget the first one. <laughs> okay. Let's move on. See, I'm the one calling for us moving on. Corey. Congratulations. I want to be on record. Good All work. Right. All right. Um, do you guys, either of you remember what you did for, Music. Your, for your 16th birthday? I don't even remember I turning probably, 16, I swear I to God. I probably did nothing because I was, at that time, I was so freaked out about getting older, I didn't want to. 16 was yes. old? Yeah. What? I was always acutely aware of my mortality, even when I was like, I remember turning 13 going, man, I don't want to turn 13. That puts me in my teenage years. Weird. I know. I agree. But 16 is... I don't know what I did. Generally pretty... Uh, especially for girls, I guess. It's more of a girl Why birthday. is that? What's with sweet 16? Because then you can... Stop it. So when, in sweet 16, that's when it officially starts tasting like honey? What does that mean? What do you mean? Life. Go ahead, you know, David. Just, just much sweeter. Ah, oh, you're on the ticket. Higher on the ticket. Can you just speak to Gordon, please? This is Gordon. Gordon? Yeah. Do you remember me? I'm Bonpot Amaran. Uh, I don't... I still... I, I swear, you know, I try to understand <laughs> the world, and I don't understand why that story has taken off in people's imagination. It's the name. Bonpot was, Bun -pot. what, six years ago? It's like eight years ago. It was a poor A&M student who was driving on, like, 30. It was 30. I was in town, Gordon. I know. A, a piece, piece of rebar. rebar came off a truck and went through the guy's head. And then there's these listeners who won't let that it's the name. be buried with Bun Pot. Because you guys made fun of his name. We did not. No. Yeah, you did. We eulogized him. <laughs> Higher on the ticket. Hey guys, uh, I went to Firewater Bar and Grill last night, uh -huh. and Petty Theft was playing. Have you R seen Petty Theft before? Yeah. You want to give a review? Yeah, it was alright, but uh, this one guy that plays the guitar for him, he always smokes a big joint before he goes to uh, his concert, you can tell. Hmm, sounds like you had some real solid evidence. Yes, but uh, the problem was, there's this one girl there, she said she goes to every Petty Theft concert, we had a few drinks, and uh, I Who, took Wait a second, whose sewer is that we're smelling in here? What? <laughs> Dave. But anyways, I took this chick home from the Firewater Bar and Grill, and she gave me crotch rye. Do y'all know how to clear that up? Penicillin? I guess, Penicillin? I don't know. I just okay. live with it. I don't ever try to clear it up. <clears throat> now you're on the ticket. 
Yeah, good morning. Uh, man, I was talking about the haircut you guys uh, were talking about. I can't afford $80 haircut. Who is so this? What now? Who, who do you DJ for? Morning Energy Guy. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, man. I, uh, sorry. Bring, bring it down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Talk like a real person. Jeez, Dave. I, 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 this is my real voice. Do you Love smell that? that? It's. Anyway. Do you, are you uh, sick? Maybe. Gross. <laughs> I thought about the haircut. Right. I was I can't afford eighty dollar haircut, so I would go to like these little you know little shops that are kind of like uh, what we call houses, real cheap ones. And I'm always afraid of going inside, and I always get nothing against these people, but the Vietnamese man, the old little Vietnamese ladies who are like nobody picked, and that's what they put me with. And I'm trying to tell them round in the back, not too okay. short. And they're like, and next thing you know, you know, like a mule had bit my hair. And I, I mean, do you tip them? Do you go back to them? And it's like, I go back, and, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt, go back, and it's the same lady again. All right. All right. It's uh, 1021 on Sports Radio. <laughs> 214-787-1310. If you've got funny haircut stories this Gosh, morning. You can't take your voice Wait, we anymore, We didn't even finish dude. Davey's 16-year-old birthday party. You just yeah, said that you freaked out because you were dying, and then you went to the phones. Yeah. What, what, why are you so ADD today? Hi, you're on the ticket. Hello, Gordon. I'm calling you in my regular voice today. <laughs> what? I'm calling you my regular voice today. All right, sweet 16. Yeah, so this kid in Nashville, Tennessee turns 16 and his parents are going to throw him a little party the parents names are landon and annette okay and they they have this they they have this party i guess all their neighbors are there uh they have the family there even grandpa's there for the birthday party they have a candy dish of morning after pills yeah just in case never know what's going to happen at every one of my parties (laughs) i have those you'll need these just right by the door yeah does it have a little like a uh, little card with calligraphy morning after? Yeah. In front of it so people know what it is. <laughs> dot 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 just in case. So, uh I guess at the you know, apex of the party, everybody's having a good time, you know, and they blow out the candles and the cake and then they usher in a stripper. The parents, Landon and Annette, hired a stripper for their son's sixteenth birthday. Mom says that uh, they want to do something special for their son. All right. The stripper danced for two hours. Then after two hours, they passed around a hat to all the partygoers and they were raised... finished in it. No, they. What? They, they raised 150 bucks for the stripper to get completely naked. The parents were there. The parents hired her. So they didn't finish with the stripper with the hat. That's what I was referencing. Right, they passed around the hat. Yeah, they passed around the hat, got more money, and then the stripper got totally naked. So, I don't know if I don't know if the police came at the party to break it up, or they heard about it after the fact. But uh, this week, the parents were sentenced to two years probation in order to take parenting classes. How stupid do you need to be? Because you you know, know, you know how they. Oh, here's how they get caught. Somebody was taking pictures with a disposable, and then they took it to a photo mat, and the photo developer called the police. Well, you know what? I, um, if, if there were no other kids there, uh, in other words, you know, the other kids' parents obviously didn't consent to having a stripper at this party. You just did it for your kids sitting there on the... If you did it for your kids sitting there, I think you should be allowed to do that. How weird would that be? Well, it is weird, but you're the parent. I know. It's like buying your kid a whore. Uh, I don't know. 
I'm just saying it is. If you feel that your child... To I've give heard, him, hey, to educate him? That's happened many a time. I just find it odd that the government always tries to step in on these parenting issues. And uh, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> so here's Corby. And the government sucks. What do they know? I mean, order them to take parenting classes. Well, because... Oh, I don't know if parenting classes are the right move, but... Can you imagine if you were 16 or 15 or 18 or whatever, if you're in high school and you go to a party would you want to get and a, there's a stripper? Would you want to get a lap dance in front of your mom and dad, no. though? No! How hot's the mom? True. You have to figure out how hot your mom is. Doesn't everyone have to confront that at some point? That's in true. Life? Hi, you're on the ticket. Hey, I got an answer for the trivia. Okay. BJ Singh. All right. You know, Corby's the only one of us that claims his mother's hot. I never claimed you say, that. Yeah, you've said that. You said your mom is a very attractive woman. I've never. You have. You have said. That. You have said if your sister. Hey, hey! I'm just telling uh -oh, you right now. Uh oh, we've hit another area that has been taken off the table without our knowledge. No. no. Just stop it. Wait, when did this happen? Because he's getting into gross humor. I'm just you saying. You used to do that humor all the time, dude. No, I didn't, dude. Yes, you did, pal. Buddy, <laughs> you used to love sister humor. You mean she doesn't know that you've joked about doing stuff with her? You're an no, I never did. <laughs> God, what a turd you are! Oh my. Hmm. Hmm. <clears throat> Hi, you're on the ticket. Hey, Gordon. Hey. I saw that uh, family that bought the stripper for their 16-year-old. Uh huh. Uh, it was a couple of weeks ago on the Today Show. Four up. Uh, they look like they were from Springtown or something. Yeah, see, then that's a problem. Then they should yeah. take parenting classes. Springtown? <laughs> Higher on the ticket. Was the stripper hot? Hey, uh, Corby, I want to know if you're going to let your new baby girl swim in the canal. That's how she has to be born. Yeah. Higher on the ticket. Yes, I have a perfect haircut solution. Okay. The expensive haircut. Go ahead. Would you like for me to tell you? Yes, yes. please. Gosh. There's a place called Space, and it's just for men, and it's a salon, and for 65 bucks, you can have women sit there and cut your hair and give you a manicure at the same time. For six it is. I got oh, it. are you retarded over there? Well, I didn't see it. I really didn't see it. I swore it used to be over here. No. How much time do we have? What's up, guys? Two minutes still. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hi. Can I kind of just be like blind four guy? Just no. sit there? I just want to hang. All right. Hi, you're on the ticket. Yes, I'm uh, Corby's unborn. Oh. <laughs> well, Corby, wait I a miss second. You, hey, Daddy. Hang up this on is, him. This is a memento from your European trip. I, I don't have a memento. I miss you, Daddy. <laughs> That's talk, all I got. Talk to him, Corby. No, he's gone. No, he's still there. He's, he's still the, there. He's got the radio turned up. That was quite a reunion. Hi, <laughs> uh, what did you get rid of that? Hey. Uh, oh. Wait, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Hold it here. Who's running the dump button? Both of them. I there. am. Okay. Here's the thing. I'll run the dump button. 
You didn't even know where it was. <laughs> well, I know where it is now. You idiot. But, but where you, is you're it? Dumb so, and I don't know where it but, is. But see, the memo says that they are the last line yeah, of defense. Yeah, they're the last line of Corby defense. Calls what, what memo was this? What do you mean, what memo? We got about 100. You may have been gone that week, but no, we got a hundred of them. Maybe the there was a big meeting about it, too. I remember the big meeting. But the last I heard was that you have to decide who's going to be the last one. No, the producer is the last line. If he decides that it's not right, then he gets rid of it. And as should be. Well, no. No, we're not going to do that on this show. Whoa. Oh. Is this the Gordon Keith show? This show is above yeah. the law. Yeah. No. I'm, I'm saying that I'm willing to take that responsibility. There's no reason why... He should be in there having to have that responsibility where his head is on the chopping block and he's the one that gets fired. All right, so well, put it, put it in writing. The bottom line yeah. is you need to know where, the, but, where the button is before you are manning it. Okay, I see it Do now. you understand right where it here. is? It's on the far right. <laughs> okay. But I just think that's crazy that you hire, you hire like someone like Norm Hitchkiss, let's say, all right? So he doesn't even punch up his own calls. He doesn't know. Yes, how he punches up his own calls. Oh, he does. Yeah. So you're hiring him to provide content on this show, and then you're going to turn it over to some twenty thousand dollar year Frito to determine what the content of that show is going to be. He's really diminishing Frito. You're hiring Norm to provide that content and use his judgment, right? I guess. I mean, that's not the memo I read, though. It yeah. just seems weird that you should go with. Somebody's whose sensibilities are you hiring to provide a program? See, that's the, the host, thing. They're, right? they're, they're saying though that sometimes the host gets lost in the moment. Yeah, the and host doesn't, the doesn't host realize doesn't necessarily catch everything. That never right. happens to Gordon, though. What do you mean the host gets lost in the moment? I don't understand that defense. Oh, they're just having fun on the air and joking and if someone around. Someone says and the f word on the air. Are they well, thinking about what they're going to say next? Right, or, and they just don't catch oh, it. Oh, that sounds like convoluted logic to me. Take I'm it up. Just, take it up with Cat. Yeah. Well, I did, and I'm telling you that we talked about this. Why are you so anti-management all of a sudden? We talked about this with Kat, and I remember on the morning show we discussed that Craig is responsible for the dump button. And yeah, he's but not the producer. There's a reason that he has one, and he has one, and then there's one in Kat's office, too. Just right. Because gets... I think that's secret. I don't think we're supposed to talk about that. Well, why was it secret? I don't think that's secret. That's yeah. Every should, radio should we, station. Should we dump that part? <laughs> every ra no, you shouldn't dump that part. I, we know where the dump button is in here now. No, there's a reason why they're in there is because when you're on remote, the host does not have access to a dump button. Yeah, not really. That's not the reason. You, listen, you're arguing. I understand your point, and I agree with you, but you know what the reason that it's in there. Because if they hear anything that they deem not worthy for air, then they're going to get it, no matter what you think. Because I don't think they're going to get it. But yeah, they're, they are. they're more easily disposable than you are. They're a scapegoat if something gets out of hand. They're going right to but them. But isn't that unfair that management puts them on the chopping block instead the of way the person who's on the air? But There's that's no the way it is. They have, they have to that's cover That's why the responsibility asses. should be with the person who's on the air. It should be, but there's always... So you're saying management is hanging the lower people out to dry? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's sorry. There you go. Don't bash management. But they have, to, they have to defend themselves. Yeah. That's the way it is, so they have to... Carry out in those these responsibilities. troubling times that we live in. In case, you know, the Janet Jackson thing. It's what Dave was mentioning. You can't say that word, no. Dave. Yeah. Gripple. Right. 
Um, yeah, since... We don't even live in a post-9-11 world. We live in a post-Janet Jackson world. I know, and what's amazing is that, um... <laughs> Dave! Conservative Christians, you know, they celebrate this. Oh, it's yeah. Like they, this they is truly, a victory. This is a victory. They truly are for the re-engineering of society Absolutely. and their image. Absolutely. It's nauseating. It's absolutely it, it, nauseating. It really is sickening to me, and I hate that... Did you dump that? What's that? Did you dump that word? Yes. What word? I was dumped twice in the last yeah. minute. Okay. No, I know. Gordon did. Right. No, I, I had to dump something the, twice. The first line of defense right. got it. All right? He's the first line. Gordon is. And then you got backup just in case. Right. Which I understand that if it's like an <laughs> F word. Okay? Yeah. But when it gets Content. down, but when it gets down to matters of style or humor, then it should be left up to the host. But, but it, that's but not it, what it, they're taught, Gordon. But it was that's, left they up. They go to these meetings, and, and and it's a judgment call on their part, not yours. Well, but in that instance, it was left up to the host because Corby turned around and told him to dump it. Yeah, that's true. Now, isn't that what you guys learn in your? Because you guys have these meetings all the time. Yeah, yes. they said listen to Corby. And and yeah, <laughs> and so do we. But seriously, don't they say because that, I that did... it's a judgment call for you guys? Exactly. Yeah, not for us. It's for them. Because we had this battle in the morning show one time. We did a bit, and Fernando dumped three punchlines during the character. This is recently. Uh, a few weeks ago. Which character was it? <sighs> Which one was it? I can't remember. I think it was Michael Jackson. We were doing fake Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, see, and I guarantee you it was probably right after one of those meetings that those guys had. And, yeah, it's... The thing is, though, their neck is on the line, like Dave was saying. Right. But it should be our neck being on the line. But it's not. That's, that's the way it should be, but that's not the way it is. It's yeah. easier for their neck to be on the line. That's just unfair to them. Am I the only one speaking out defending these guys? Hey, we're I'm the agree, only one on their right. side. I agree you're with right. you that it's unfair. We're just telling you how it is. Like in their, I mean, they're at they. I mean, it's serious for those guys. Very serious. For you, it's just like, no, oh, well, whatever. I'll pay my twenty thousand dollar fine. What? I dare you to do it to me again. <laughs> Kenny Rogers, all of a sudden, suspend me. I don't care. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me. All right. Um, you know, we at some point. We had to talk about the um, religious right. No, oh. the religious right. No, I, I don't want to talk about that. I don't even. I hadn't even explained the subject. <laughs> I to get to. No, I don't want to talk about that. Because I think we have a lot of P1s who consider themselves, you know, Christians and God-fearing people, and they like the ticket, but yet from afar they support all this censorship going on. Yeah, you know, it's time we took some ground back, and you know, those people that say that kind of thing. But then when it starts messing with their world, they don't understand that this is real for their world. And as to, would they be happy if the ticket just went away? They fear, Because that's what they want, right? They want only good, solid Christian broadcasting. They fear our media is turning into some sort of European style where anything goes on television. But would or, you much rather have like the full European style but, and, and none of the American violence? Right, I mean, yeah. Would you make that trade? You're damn right I would. Talking about, like, the gun laws and everything? Yeah. Wouldn't yes. you rather have no murder or relatively little murder in this country but have kind of a wide open press? I would trade it in a heartbeat. Trade it in a heartbeat. But I don't think the average Christian thinks far enough ahead to say, wait a second, I'd much rather have that. I think we're, we're getting off, off kilter here. Yes. You're right. And I don't understand it. And I know people like that. Friends of mine. I just don't understand why the church wants to get so involved with the state. 
I'm not sure the church does. I think it's the church goer more than the church itself. But my, I guess my point is I think there's a real disconnect between what we're told in the media that the Christian movement wants and what the actual Christians that I know I'm Jeff want. Jeff Catlin, program director of Sports Radio 13. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I meet you know people, Christians all the time, and none of them are for all this censorship. Who are these people who are calling for, you know hey, it's Janet Jackson's boob was on the air. We need to make sure that the hammer doesn't get on to Kenny town, Rogers too it's, much. It's middle America. It's all about middle America. Look at the blue states. <laughs> the red states? Yeah. The red, red states. states are Republicans. Yeah. Do well, you want me to tease something? Or and and, I, keep and aren't the Republicans, this. the Republicans are the ones who, they don't want big government. They want government out of our lives. Mm -hmm. Except when it comes to morality, they right. want the government to tell us what to do. You're right. I don't understand their idea of big government when it comes to those issues. I think that they're the victims of a lot of confused thinking. We'll take calls next. Yeah, let's take a morning after pill and discuss it next. <laughs> It's 3.04 on Sports Radio 1310. 11.43. All right. We have, uh, we have some guys on the line who want to sound off. Here's Mike. You're on the ticket. Hello. Hello, Mike. Hello. Sound off on what? He's sounding off on this. The, oh, you want to reset? Yeah, I'm going to reset on this. Republicans who want small government, right, want government to stay out of our lives. Why do they enjoy it when the Hello? government... You're yeah, Mike, on the air, Holmes. Can you hear us? Okay, he can't hear us. Do I need to use the bottom row or what's happening over there? Okay. Um, oh, God. So why do they have the inconsistent position of they want the government to step in and force other people to think the way they do and to do everything that they want them to do? Why do they have that position? Hi, you're on the ticket. All right, I'm on row three. I'm on the bottom row. You told me to use the bottom row. Use the top row. Use the top row. Hi, you're on the ticket. Jonathan, <laughs> make sure you're sending our audio to the phones. So I got some stories. All right, can, can you put us on? I'm going to go to the bottom row. Can you pull, pot up the bottom row? You there? This is unbelievable. This was working before you got behind the board. Groobs. Groobs, come on the air. happening he's just what, what are you doing i'm trying to record a call in for dan mcdowell there's no reason that you shouldn't be able oh, to hear this the is, phones right now once again this is part of another new policy that we have <laughs> recorded calling yeah out really well isn't it we'll screw up our on-air broadcast as long as we can get this other policy why because because they were going too long yes or? yeah our call-ins are going too long and so now they're reduced to 20 seconds which is fine i don't care what but is going on with this place? As long as it doesn't interrupt what's going on. Why, but why do they have to be pre-recorded? To make sure they're 20 seconds. Because you could go long if they're not pre-recorded. And if they're longer, then you have to record them again. That's retarded. So what you do is, is you record them. The smart thing to do is, is just, well, he's doing the smart thing. Do we have, call a, in, do we have a mongoloid running this station? Or call oh in gosh. 15 minutes prior and record them all. <laughs> 
don't know what the heck's happening anymore. <clears throat> All right, Dave, continue on with your stories of teenagers and strippers as we continue. Uh, hold on, i got to read a memo about footwear real quick. Hold on, we don't have time for on-air broadcasting. Uh, do these count, by the way? Am I okay wearing these? No, because you don't have a back on your no, shoe. No, but a, but a flip-flop has the post that goes between your big toe and the, yeah. the first toe. I think it's the open toe. All right, uh, are we able to take calls now? Well, they don't know. Okay. Hi, you're on the ticket. Hello? Yeah, Do you? can you hear us? Yes. Okay, great. Yay. How are you? What's your name? Uh, Jonathan. Okay, Jonathan. What do you want to sound off about? Um, yeah, I'm a, you know, Christian Republican who All right. would like the airways to be cleaned up. Okay, why? Why, why are you so concerned about the airways? And, but you still love the station? Yeah, I love it. And it's not so much... But don't you understand, this is one of the stations that, that, uh, that they're having to clean up. Right, but it's not the fact that, you know, we want you to conform to our thinking. It's just, I think you guys are genius and don't necessarily have to make AIDS jokes or, you know, all the time. But the thing is, is that, and this is where I have a big problem with it, is that you're trusting our sensibility. What comes out of our mouth is whatever we feel like we should say at the time. Right, but... And, and for you to treat us as some sort of robot and saying, no, I'm going to have you, uh, yeah, I want you to do this, but none of this, and back out of this, and I want you to do this. All right, go. I mean, you can't, you, we're not robots. You either like our personality and kind of suffer through the stuff that you don't like, but, but you don't try time. to get the government to tell us, no, okay, Gordon, we're going to have uh, ribbies here, we're going to back off a fake tiger, we're going to do this, go. Right, but at the same time, you're, you're doing, you're broadcasting to the public, so mm -hmm. you do need to have some boundaries, you know, you can't. Yeah, we don't say the F word and things like that. Right. But see, this, what's happened, though, is it's gone further than that. And for some reason, the Janet Jackson thing, which happened on TV, has been taken all out on radio. Yeah. Now explain that one to me. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just, a, I think it's a way for the government to make themselves, you know, look like they're the good guys doing something, but not actually accomplishing. Okay, and so when, let me ask so you this, wait, Jonathan. This, this when you chase us all off of broadcast radio, <laughs> all right? When every decent broadcaster who is at least mildly entertaining goes away from broadcast radio. It's on satellite or whatever. They're on satellite or they're on some sort of streaming mechanism. Right. Are you going to be content when the whole population goes over to satellite and streaming? Are you going to say, well, I'm not going to try to impose my will on that either. And then that you have now, KLW that, yeah, then broadcast. Well, the FCC needs to govern that. Yeah, now. you're just going to move and you're going to chase the broadcasters wherever they are because you want to re-engineer the world. What offends your Christian sensibilities? Like, what, what's, the, what's the big hot button? Well, I mean, just, the, you know, um, just some of the humor. Like, the, uh, the, the AIDS humor is just kind of insensitive. Um, but, you know... But you don't like gays. Sometimes... Yeah, I thought you said that, that AIDS is God's punishment. It's the gay cancer. I never said that personally. <laughs> I know. But, um, yeah, you know, I mean, it's just, it's, it's just some of the humor needs to be cleaned up. But at the same time, you know you got to keep your kids from listening to it, and that's, you know, mainly my concern. But I, I listen to it all the time myself, and it doesn't affect me, you know, as much as, you know, the next guy. So do you think but, that society is going to hell in a handbasket because of what goes on on the radio or what you see on TV? Do you think our society is worse for it? But No, I think, I think radio reflects our society. Uh-huh. You know, I, I honestly think that it's not radio affecting our society. It's our society affects radio. Okay, so we were saying earlier how uh, wouldn't it be nice, or, you know, the three of us were agreeing that wouldn't it be nice if we went to some sort of European society where the violence was way down, 
but it was just kind of a free and easy, open society. You, but it, it would seem that... You, like there'd be the, topless girls on page three of the Dallas Morning News. The right. way you think that, that's, that being. that's completely backwards. Yeah, I don't really know about the nudity part. I mean, it's just some of the, uh, you know, the craziness as far as um, the violence, maybe. You know, like some of the, like, what is that, uh, the shield? Just crazy, just outrageous, you know, stuff that gives people the ideas to keep their dead mother in a truck covered with beer cans. <laughs> that was an odd case. Hey, Jonathan, we're running out of time. Thanks for calling, man. Hey, thank you. Uh, we're going to take more calls on this on the other side. It's 1150 on Sports Radio 1310. The ticket has the Christian Republican gone too far in trying to re-engineer the world around him. Next. It's 11.57, Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. Have a few more minutes to take your phone calls about the re-engineering of society, or at least what some people are trying to do. Cleaning up the airwaves. It all sounds very noble, but then you get into it, and it just sounds mighty evil. Uh, Jeremy, you're on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. Hi, Jeremy. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, let me state my affiliation first. I am a uh, what I deem myself a Giuliani Republican. Okay. I'm uh, fiscally conservative, and my uh, moral views are liberal. And uh, it, I, it totally, it just totally enrages me when you see these people going backwards in time and thinking that, well, and then, they, then you have the, the, they'll preach on the pulpit that we need to support this war and fight this battle over there so that these people can have their freedoms. Meanwhile, they're taking our freedoms from us on the other side of their mouth, saying that uh, we can't think for ourselves, this is what needs to happen. And then anytime you have a conversation with those folks, they just spew out whatever their pastor or minister said. It's like they're just programmed robots, and they, they don't think for, their, for themselves, they don't feel for themselves, and we're just turning into a sexually repressed and uh, way too politically correct society, and that'll be the downfall. Thanks for your call, Jeremy. James, you're on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. Hey, Gordo, can I change the subject? Sure. Hey, can y'all do a rant one day on a show about... What? People who have left the ticket all the way from ticket chicks to ticker guys <laughs> give us the real reason like, why they left. Like where are they now? Oh, or why yeah. they left? Where are they now? When? Why? Uh, the real reason why they? All right. Like who do you want to know about? Like you always make jokes about the morning traffic with George. Like what? What happens between that? George basically runs off every traffic chick we have. He ends up not liking the way they do traffic, or he has, you know, they... There was one girl, George has this thing where during commercial breaks, he doesn't like to be talked to. Well, we had this one traffic chick who started talking to him one day, and he got annoyed by it and went to management right after the show and got her fired. <laughs> Mike, you're on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. Hey, man, I was calling about uh, Shelby Foote. He passed away while you were gone. Yeah, I know. Shelby Foote, Mississippian. Yeah, he's a lot like you. Looked a lot like you, too. <laughs> I don't know about looked a lot like me, but thanks, yeah. Sad Death, uh, Shelby Foote, his trilogy on Civil War. Lord of the Rings? What? No. 
Not every trilogy is Lord of the Rings. <laughs> really? Hi, you're on the ticket. Oh, God. I can't believe I got here at the end of this damn stuff. What do you want to talk about? Why, why are you talking about Republicans reengineering when you guys said you wanted to turn it into a European-style state or something that might make you feel better or something like that? What? No, it has nothing to do with feeling better. I don't understand what no, you just you said. No, you did, Corby. You said feeling better, friend. You actually said that. It's absurd, guys. We got left with a beautiful piece of government, and we've trashed it. Have we trashed it? Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I don't have time to go into it now, but... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it is uh, noon here on Sports Radio 1310. The ticket coming up next. It is Ticket Sports Saturday. Oh, they're airing out the studio. For Corby Davidson <laughs> and Gordon Keith, I'm Dave Lane. is The Ticket. Sports Radio 1310 The Ticket is KTCK Dallas-Fort Worth and KTDK 